0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. De
1: Bruyne, ah, oh, one City, for Noles. And Pogba leaves for McTominay!
0: And for Kane.
1: oh, what a finish! And Chibutuki! Salah to settle it and Rupert Neves. William for Chelsea and that could be the goal that seals the title for Liverpool at long last. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad Predictable, with your host, Chanakira, and his guest, Southampton's adopted daughter, it's Alex It's game week 33, and you know what that means. It's another brand new episode of a tad predictable. Obviously, it's been a pretty hectic week in terms of football in general, more specifically football in the UK. Um, I've got a special guest this week Alex Letitier. obviously she's co-leader of the Banker of Burnett leaderboard at the moment Alex first and foremost welcome back to the show. Hi how are you feeling about this week of of football drama?
0: It's been so intense and I mean we Yeah, we played so terribly and then like obviously a couple of hours after there was all these rumours and then the Super League was pretty much confirmed and yeah, it was just madness. And then obviously Saints then played again and they were dreadful again. So yeah, there's so much to talk about with football this week.
1: There really is. And I think the, the cool thing, because you're obviously a fan of a club outside the inverted commas, big six. Yes, and then me being a fan of a club inside the inverted commas, big six, and I, and I'll always phrase them as the inverted commas, big six because <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a contentious <laughs> list of of six clubs. But anyway, um, so from your side of things, how did how did you feel about it? And then obviously we we've got the. The predictions to, to go about this week, uh, you know, this is a predictions show, but yeah. we, we, we are fortunate that there are only eight games, so I'm, I'm keen to get your perspective from the outside looking in, how, how how did you react, how were people, you know, you were engaging with reacting to, to the news of the big six, trying to break away from effectively the Champions League, not wanting to yeah. have to worry about qualifying through Premier League results and all of that stuff.
0: I mean, um, I think money has, as the years go on, I think money is definitely destroying football slowly. But um, to be honest with you, I wasn't that shocked because I think this Super League has kind of been rumoured for a really long time. I didn't think it was ever going to be pulled off. Like I knew the outrage was going to push them back into, you know, kind of submission almost and like there's a lot to unpack but I don't know why but the club that really shocked me the most I feel like it was Liverpool because I feel like it's a club that kind of prides themselves on their fan base you know there's like a lot of like iconic history and I feel like for them to do it I don't know why I just felt like out of all the well the inverted commas big six I think that was I don't know the worst club I think the most shocking
1: yeah and and it seems like um Liverpool was sort of the focal point of all of the clubs really, and especially on Sky, we saw a lot of the conversation always ended up with Liverpool, and as you say, yeah. it is kind of like a, a a people's club, a community club um and how much of an impact the fans have not just on match day but just overall in the club yeah you you would think that. Maybe they would have been consulted or, or something to do that. But in in terms of how it, it came about, I think, as you say, from a money perspective, I think that's probably the driving force. I mean, I, I don't know if many clubs would turn down sort of like a guaranteed $300 million a year just as yeah. the start-off fee. And, and then you start from there and you can go from there. Just what you could do with that money. um. But then you then look at the merits you know the philosophical side of things of not needing to qualify like if if you're a badly run club and you do terribly during the league season you know what what does that matter because i know next season i'm going to be in the biggest tournament anyway so it it, yeah. it was kind of quite a conflicting thing uh from liverpool side of things i think obviously the fan outrage is is clear to see and and you know credit to the players for sticking with the fans in this time. I think it's it's always difficult to go against an employer in that type of situation. But the players stood up. Jürgen Klopp, I think, spoke really well, um, considering he, you know, less than 24 hours before that, he was just preparing for a game against Leeds, and all of a sudden he's now having to be the spokesman for Liverpool Football Club, which I thought was unfair. Yeah. Um, but from the owner's side of things, I think they, they are... In my opinion, they're probably the better owners out of. If you're looking at United with the Glazers, Kronka at Arsenal, mm-hmm. you've got Abramovich, and you know you've got um, at at City, Mansour, and stuff like that. Where I actually the Liverpool owners they they do make mistakes. Um, they've yeah. they've done. You know, you look at the furlough thing. You look at them trying to raise ticket prices. Obviously, this Super League was a big mistake as well. But one thing that I do credit with them is that, yes, they always make, you know, that every owner is going to make some mistakes. Yeah. But they always course correct. Whenever they make a mistake, they apologize, and then they, they don't do that same mistake ever again, which yeah. I'm not sure that happens with a lot of owners. A lot of owners wouldn't even care. They'll just be like, well, I That's own true. the club. I'm just going to do it. Whereas the Liverpool owners always, okay. And and I think the reason why, in in terms of why they... Some people say, well, it's too many mistakes or stuff like that. I think the reasons why is because they came into Liverpool buying Liverpool under the premise of FIFA fair play was going to be a huge factor. So they thought we buy Liverpool, if we're going to keep it a sustainable, you know, a self-run sustainable club Mm -hmm. under FIFA fair play rules... That's that's going to be a success factor. Whereas we've all yeah. seen now FIFA Fair Play, it, it, it doesn't mean anything now. So, no. so they were probably looking at okay, if that's not working, how else can we generate revenue? How else can we generate revenue without necessarily? In I mean, in a way that keeps the club self-sustaining, and this would be an avenue that would allow that to happen. But obviously, you know, taking the bad stuff of it as well. I think they then sort. They will always try. To, to increase yeah. the revenue like for example the furlough thing like with increasing prices they're looking for avenues to increase the revenue but the fans and credit to the fans for always pushing back when they go too far then they're like okay we're well, sorry well we're gonna try another avenue uh we won't make that mm-hmm. mistake again which i think i'm okay with that balance obviously i don't represent all liverpool fans some are a lot more angry than i am Others are yeah, a lot a less. Lot. Yeah, I've seen other... a lot
0: of angry Liverpool fans. <laughs> like... Yeah,
1: others are are less angry than I am. Some of them really want it, you know. So I, I don't. Some of them do anyone. want it. Yeah. Um...
0: um. What I found really kind of hilarious, though. I mean, imagine like the absolute arrogance of like Arsenal on Spurs. I mean, they would literally be at the bottom every single year. It's just crazy they would be bottom of the league every single time
1: and I, I i think with for example arsenal and spurs i think for from their perspective it was a would rather be on the inside looking out yeah like sure we might be at the bottom but we're going to be at the bottom with 300 million <laughs> you yeah, know what at i least, mean at
0: least we might as well be like small fishes in a big pond almost exactly. like
1: I I think maybe that was their motivation. With Man City, I'm not surprised they were one of the first to pull out. Because in my opinion, based on the current format of things, they have the biggest advantage in English football in terms of how much money gets pumped into them. So whether they were part of the European Super League, which is we don't want to be left behind by these guys, or if it all crashes and burns... They can just say, "Well, we get to keep our status quo. We get to keep our power." I, I thought it was kind of like a win-win for them. So, yeah, like,
0: they've kind of escaped, haven't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> they've kind of escaped. I've not really seen many Man City fans that are upset this week. Actually, now you said that, I haven't really seen many at all.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen a few. I've seen a few, and obviously, oh, their I supporters, haven't. their supporters, trust was emphatically against it. And, and they joined a lot of the other fan supporters' trusts in basically making a, a combined plea to the clubs to yeah. course correct, which which I think is a really good thing. If if anything positive came out of this, it's that the supporters' trusts and, and supporters in general realized that when it comes to things that matter for all fans, we need to all stick together. I yeah. know, you, I know we're rivals. Like, yes, yes. One
0: thing... On. One thing I do think, though, and I know it might be a bit deep, but I just think I wish this much energy was put into, you know, stamping out racism, homophobia, and sexism within football. And wow. I I wish that same energy. Like, I understand outrage, and it's so bad, and it's immoral, but I wish with other important issues there was the same outrage.
1: I 100% agree with that. And yeah. ho- hopefully... This starts something like that where people do actually step up in terms of just, you know, it's almost kind of as as Wilfred Zaha said, and, and I suppose it's why he doesn't kneel anymore. It's, it's just a thing that we do, but it's not necessarily taking much action. Um, the more action that can be taken for human rights issues, I think the better. But Alex, as I said, this is a predictions podcast. And (laughs) to the listeners that are still with us after our Kumbaya moment, uh, (laughs) thank you for still (laughs) being here with us. Um, We've got some interesting fixtures. Obviously, just eight fixtures this week. So it it allowed us to take the liberty and and address an issue that I think is important and is still current and, and... I'm sure there would have been millions of podcasts that spoke about it. But, you know, I I thought we had that unique opportunity where we have someone who's a a Southampton fan from outside the Big Six. We have someone that's kind of inside the Big Six as a Liverpool fan. And we get those two perspectives. um, And then also I, I thought it necessary to at least explain some of the reasons why the Liverpool owners use that approach um because they as you know it's they've been vilified and I, as I said I don't represent all Liverpool fans but I think it's always nice to at least have a just and and, and an equal um debate about something and yeah. um, for example all across the media I, I'm still yet to hear someone that was for the super league to be in a debate with someone that was against it yeah you know j- just so at least we all, we are fully informed of the situation and then i can make my decision because at this point in time i genuinely don't know what all entailed about the super league what what exactly were the details about it but anyway that that's another mm. podcast for another day um i'm i'm sure arsenal fans would be happy with us continuing this conversation because they they're not doing too great at the moment and and they might want us not to get to their game Although, you know, they're coming up against an Everson side who haven't won a game in five at the moment. So, I guess both teams would probably be saying, continue this conversation. But Alex, how do you see Arsenal tackling Everton? Obviously, they welcome Everton to the Emirates. Um, It should be a very interesting game, especially with both teams. Maybe could have been a little bit higher in the league based on... Either prestige or form at at different stages of of the season. I know you mentioned, you know, your you questioning, you know, some of the teams that were classed inside the big six. I, I don't know if yeah. you can elaborate on that. Speaking about this game and and Arsenal's position, but yeah, how how do you see this one going?
0: I mean, yeah, like you sort of just said, I don't I don't see Arsenal being you know in the top six at the moment. They They obviously like, like Liverpool, they've obviously got, you know, a big history and, you know, they have been known to be one of like the most iconic football clubs, but they're not playing that great. They're not exactly top six material at the moment. Um, like you said about Everton not winning in the last five games, like Arsenal haven't won in the last four home games. So it's going to be kind of a balanced game, I think. I don't think it's going to be tons and tons of goals.
1: Yeah, um, um, it, it it they might cancel each other out. I reckon. Yes, um, it will be interesting to see. O- obviously, there there is the you mentioned the Arsenal are winless in four games uh, at the Emirates. Are, are you going for a fifth game where they where they haven't gotten a win at the Emirates?
0: Um, yeah, I think Everton are going to win two one.
1: Two one to Everton. That's yeah. interesting, and and obviously we pay attention to these first five fixtures because they, they have a huge factor in how, I guess, you predict in in the Bankett or Burnett segment later on. So so that's always interesting for me to, <laughs> to kind of see how many goals are, are in the game and, and is she counting the celebrations there in, in the thinking of, of, of these goals. So that's always fun. Me, I think they continue the tradition of Everton not winning a game in, in the last okay. five and, and Arsenal having drawn at the Emirates, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, it's a
0: quick I, place. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a close game. I think they're going to cancel each other out a lot. The lack of firepower at Everton at the moment is a concern for me, which is why I could only afford them the one goal in this one. And that's kind of coupled with my lack of trust in Arsenal's defence. Obviously, Tierney is a huge, massive loss for them um i think i think he just helps them all round not just defensive stability but offensive you know prowess and 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 attacking intent so i can see them i can see arsenal conceding a goal and then everton they're just going to continue this law form that they have and arsenal maybe you know if alakaizet can come back i know he's got the thigh injury but there are players mm-hmm. like Odegaard that could come back. Saka is a guy that's in good form. So they've got creativity and enough to get them by to, to getting, you know, at least the goal. So I'm, I'm happy with the 1-1 draw. You've gone with the a, a 2-1 Everton 2-1, win. 2-1, yeah. So, so that should be interesting. But we move on to, I guess, the Hot Topic team um, <laughs> of the week in Liverpool. They obviously had that 1-1 draw against Leeds on Monday night with a second half that should be written out of the Liverpool history books. I I don't want to hear about that second <laughs> half. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I was a uh, cheap plug here, but I was on Anfield Index Rate Don't Hate. And we did player yeah. ratings for for that game. And you could see people were not happy. The you know the midfield players got absolutely obliterated with the ratings. They were threes and twos and fours for a lot of the oh midfielders there so so that's an interesting listen if if anyone wants to listen to that but they entertain Newcastle who are making you know they, they they I always say Newcastle seem to always do enough to stay out of trouble this season they
0: do don't they I mean they've seemed to have just sort of pulled themselves out of relegation I mean I don't know how I was certain they were going to go down
1: it it was looking that way um they, they got a couple of players back which i think helped them out the last couple of weeks um none bigger than saint maximon him coming back i think it's a massive boost for them but he's 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 touch and go for this game i mean as a liverpool fan i'm i'm i i wish him well and i i, I hope that he you know, it's not a serious injury or anything, but I would not have a problem with him not playing in this game because I can see him definitely <laughs> if he's playing, they're definitely scoring against us. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. How, how do you see this one going? What's your score predictions? What's your feeling? Um
0: see, I feel like we've maybe swapped places because I think Liverpool are gonna win two one. Interesting. I feel like they're kind of getting back to some kind of form because of that win versus Villa but I don't know even though they they weren't they were lucky kind of to get a draw on Monday but yeah I feel like they're going to beat them
1: Yeah look Monday as I said first half the interesting thing is Liverpool dominated the first half without yeah. being threat threatening though like we didn't we, we weren't peppering the goal. It's not like the keeper made amazing saves or anything like that. But we were dominant. We were pressing them really well. They couldn't get out. But we just lacked any oomph in the final third. Um and then the second half, as I said, it doesn't exist in football history, so we don't even need to address that one. Um for this specific game, Saint Maximon, if he plays, he's scoring hands down or assisting or something because his runs from deep in midfield carrying the ball forward I think is going to be a huge issue for Liverpool and if Fabinho doesn't go back into midfield that's going to cause disaster. I can actually see Newcastle winning this game if Fabinho doesn't play in midfield I I value his presence in midfield that much because he just breaks down any move either the ball or the players going past him but not both at the same time so I I, I think that would be key against a guy like um, Saint Maximin. So maybe I've sure just got like... that
0: bias. Maybe I've just got that big six bias.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Look, some people have it. You know, inverted comma big sixes. Um, <laughs> I'm. I've. I, I've kind of been going for draws in Liverpool games over the last like, I think it's the last four weeks. And Liverpool have three wins and one draw out of that. I've gone with 1-1 draws every single time. It's become like a superstition in this podcast because I'm desperate for Liverpool to win and it seemed to work for three games. It didn't work against Leeds. Now, I'm going to put that as an outlier. I'm going to go with the 1-1 draw. It's not what I'm hoping for in my heart, but it seems to be working. I don't know what Juju is working in terms of my 1-1 predictions, but... That 1-1 prediction, Liverpool, you know what to do with that. Klopp, um, um, you know, this is a personal PSA to you, public announcement. Please put Fabinho in midfield and and let's go and win this game. As Alex has predicted, 2-1. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> we move on to a game that Liverpool will probably be glued to, you know, straight after their game. It's West Ham versus Chelsea. Now, both these teams are in with a shot for top four, Alex. Do, do you have a favourite yeah. out of these two, either in this game or just making top four in general?
0: You know what? I would 100% rather West Ham make the top four than Chelsea. I just feel like, again, they were kind of a a team that sort of, it was a bit rocky, and then they've kind of really, just really, really pushed themselves, and they've worked really hard. But... um. I do feel like Chelsea are gonna win this one. I think it's gonna be one nil. I think it's gonna be quite tight.
1: That's interesting. Um, and as you say, it's sort of like I think West Ham's position at the moment is kind of perfect in that they're they're currently in fifth place. And um yeah. for this arg- this for this argument I'm going to ignore Leicester because Leicester are usually in and around, you know, the top side of the table and disrupting the inverted commas traditionally big six i'm i am yeah. gonna ignore them for a second put them to the side i'm gonna focus on west ham and say wouldn't this be the perfect message to the inverted commas traditionally big six to have West Ham oh, make top four and kind of you know, stick it to them and say you know you, you really aren't the big six anymore
0: but um, i mean even southampton were top of the league I mean, they, it was for like twenty-four hours,
1: but <laughs> once upon a time, once upon a time, Southampton. I, I, I believed. I believed that they they were in it to win it um, for a second, and then it, it 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 didn't go as as planned. But at uh, least we we have those twenty-four hours. Southampton fans will yeah, always exactly. have. You can never take that away from Stop them. Stop the count! <laughs> they should have stopped the count. Um, yeah, for this game, I I think West Ham are coming into a rough patch in terms of just fixtures in terms of injuries as well you can see a lot of their players are starting to get niggles and injuries just the volume of games that they've had to play and the intensity of the games they've had to play there's been a lot of you know five goal games that they've been involved in you can imagine the mental toll it's taken on the players i think it you know this is a type of game where chelsea's squad is going to be what carries them through the game. I, I think they've got a strong enough squad to get through this game. It's the first time in a while that Chelsea kind of get to relax from the Champions League, FA Cup, uh, Premier League, back-to-back, back-to-back. Like, they've been just playing almost three days every single time, whereas I think this one they can kind of... They rested their number one keeper midweek. Um, they they rested a lot of their players. I think they can reset here. I'm going to go with the 2-0 Chelsea win. I think they're really, really hard to break down in terms of um, you know, getting a goal against them and I, I just don't see West Ham win unless Lingard, you know, continues the good form that he's had this season. I,
0: yeah. I don't
1: see I don't see Chelsea winning this one. Well. And I I am I'm, I'm I'm a fan of a Lingard dance uh, every now and again. So
0: Yeah, I'm happy that, you know, the fist pump may be, you know, a thing of the past soon. We've got some more dance moves going on some golf swings
1: right right if if they make it more <laughs> permanent we might throw it into the bank or burn it but yeah. until every player start you know if we can get if we've got 10 goals you know it, o- over a day of football if five of those goals involve involve some sort of dance I'm going to throw in a dance celebration to Banker or yes. That's that's a challenge to all the players in the Premier League. Let's get some yes. excitement in the goal. Exactly. Let, let, I mean, some of this stuff is so boring. Like you know, exactly. if I the scored a goal, stuff. I would be
0: like going crazy. You know.
1: What What would be your celebration? Do you reckon? What would be your go to celebration? Uh,
0: even the robot. Because I'm a big fan of the robot. Or. I would do like a, you know, like one of those dances off the in between us.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Please.
0: <laughs> Why not? It'd be so good. Spice it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh my God. We're moving on. Okay. Sheffield versus Brighton is the next game. I'm not dignifying that with a response. Um, obviously you know um, Sheffield United they have five losses in a row and and it's not been a good season for them they come up against the Brighton side who they've not you know they've they've done well recently only one loss in their last five games and Mm. it continues to be the problem of not being able to score more than one goal in a game for Brighton so one is this a perfect game for them to maybe try and go get two goals three goals in a game against the sheffield united side who they're getting red they've been relegated and they they don't look like they're going to be you know turning their form anytime soon um can brighton get yeah. some sort of confidence from this game and obviously brighton if we if we're looking at league tables and are they safe yet or not they're currently in 16th place they're mm-hmm. on 34 points um obviously fulham are the team that are in eighteenth place, they've got twenty seven points having played thirty three games. You're looking below them, West Brom, who I think could cause some serious problems, but we'll we'll get to West Brom a bit later on. They they've only played thirty one games, so they've got a game in hand. Do Brighton need to distance themselves in this game and, and sort of kind of get closer to securing another season of Premier League football?
0: I mean, this is probably the perfect game for Brighton, really, because, like you said, Sheffield United are going down. um, And I feel like if they get two goals, this will be a great game for them. So I've been kind and I've put 2-0. Brighton.
1: Yeah, I'm, I think Brighton fans will I'm be I'm manifesting it for them. I, th- I think they'll be very happy with that. As I said, it's it's been a theme for them this season that scoring lots of goals in games hasn't really happened and uh, there've been many games where they've been unlucky i mean you're looking at that a nil nil against chelsea is a great result a nil nil against everton is a great result for brighton you know losing only 2-1 to man united is a great result but once again that man united game they probably should have won it if you want to go back okay newcastle 20th of march here we go a 3-0 win for Brighton in that game, more of the same. If you know, if you're a Brighton fan, you're thinking more of the same here. If you're a Sheffield fan, maybe let let's go out with a fight. Let's you know, we're we're coming up against a team that does struggle to score goals. Let's put up a fight here. But I'm um, I'm gonna go with your two no. I'm I'm gonna match you here because I I cool. think this is a perfect opportunity for Brighton to get some goals, send the fans home happy. Unfortunately for Sheffield United, the Owls just keep flying in and, and hopefully you know th- they're gearing up for a season in the championship and and they can bounce back next season but we'll move on to the game after that and it will be the last game that's relevant in terms of Bank it or Burn it. so as I said we we always pay a lot of attention to these scorelines and and how and try and assess what you're thinking is going into a Bank it or Burnett segment based on your scorelines but we've got Wolves versus Burnley now, mm-hmm. Wolves have had two wins on the bounce. Uh, they seem to be in a good vein of form. Whereas on the yeah. other side of things, Burnley, three losses in a row, they 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 looked like they were starting to get their momentum going. You had like, the likes of Dwight McNeil starting to play well. Chris Wood was starting to get some sort of form. Vedra was solidifying his place in in attack next to Wood and and I I enjoy their midfield when Cork is in it. So it it seemed like they were getting some sort of stability and and then all of a sudden you you look at their results and they've got three losses in a row. Is is there any way that they can kind of course correct here or are you expecting Wolves to continue the good times?
0: Um, Yeah, like you said, but at the same time, they don't score a lot of goals, do they? Mm. So I do think... I think it's going to be a really tight game. um. But Burnley, I mean, they need one more to win to be sure of safety. So, I mean, they're going to come out and give it their all. But like I said, I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. So I've put one all.
1: Oh, interesting. I, I do like what you, you know, the point you raise in terms of Burnley giving their all. Like if Burnley can win this one, they can kind of mm-hmm. almost put their feet, you know, Get to the beach early, get yeah. a good spot. You know, it, it, especially in the UK, as things start to open up, you can really, you know, you can really solve save yourselves a lot of headache going into the rest of the season. Yeah, if they can if they can. I, I mean, a, a point is is valuable, and any points that they can get at this stage would would be absolutely valuable. But if they can get a win against Wolves, that moves them to thirty six points. There's that. It could be something that the you know the chasing pack just can't get and obviously in terms of burnley looking forward they've got games against west ham coming up the game yeah. after the game after west ham um they would then obviously i don't think they, they they then play fulham which will kind of be a six pointer in terms of trying to stay so they've got some big games coming up if they can just give themselves a little bit of a cushion in this game that will allow them to enter those games a lot better. Um, I, I'm gonna go with your your narrative in terms of them giving a good good push in this game. I I think they're gonna upset Wolves in this one. I know Wolves have two wins on the bounce. Both of those wins have been tight games where Wolves have kind of pulled it out the bag at at, at some point in time. Obviously, you get the one 0 win against Sheffield United last week Saturday, mm-hmm. wherein you know a a really good finish but not a lot of creativity and then you look the game before that it was also kind of a Adama Traore special um getting a goal there late on so it's not like they've been playing phenomenal football to get those wins it's been very close games and they're safe in in terms of just you know their trouble you know they've, they've broken the 40 points they're on 41 points at the moment they're safe they're going to be in the premier league this season they were hoping for a lot more this season i think they would have been wanting to be where west ham kind of are at the moment but you know sometimes these things happen i think there's going to be a lot more motivation for burnley in this one and and you've actually swayed me with your with your oh discussion on this game yeah i was going to go for a draw but now i think i i think it makes sense that burnley are going to come into this with with more desire to win the game i'm going to go with a 2-1 burnley win I can. Cool. I, 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 thank you for that because um yeah i was going to go with the draw but alex um i don't know if you're aware but do you know what time it is yeah it's it chico is, time <laughs> it is <laughs> it, it is time for banquet or burn it and we obviously know at the moment there are co-leaders of banquet or burn it there's yourself and jody you both sitting on 18 out of 25 now interestingly enough last week jake was on the show um he had been the leader since episode two he he was the leader with 17 out of 23 obviously only being able to get through 23 questions i i, I take majority if not all of the blame for that because it was the first time we had ever done bank it or burn it. i didn't get through the questions quick enough so time kind of ran out for him and and he was only able to get through 23 questions still got 17 and, and he's going with the premise that basically points per game, questions per game and answers per game. So he had 17 questions out of 23. So that's a 73 point nine, like 74% uh, Mm -hmm. success rate in, in his answers. And he's arguing that because you guys only had 18 out of 25, you had a 72% um, <laughs> success rate in your eye. Uh, he's going with the percentage stats here. He, he He's trying to finagle mm. his way into the champions circle. Do you have yeah. a response for him with regards to I that?
0: I mean, he's a Newcastle fan, isn't he? So that's yes, just typical gripping onto excuses, really, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it seems like it it seems like but yeah he he said he's sticking with it that's his answer, he's sticking with it um last week uh Jake he ended up with 15 out of 25 um so he he wasn't as, you know I've, I've the last couple of weeks I've been sending out teaser tweets in terms of what have people gotten and how close they were obviously 2 weeks ago we had you know we we had Jody who was creeping up and whether or not she got close to you below you or ahead of you it ended up being she got the exact same score as you then we had the executive producer of this show guy drinkle come on he was not having any of this tie (laughs) nonsense he was like we need a winner and and he was determined to be that winner um he alex he had 15 out of 20 in the first four games i was worried for you guys i was genuinely worried and then he ends up with one out of five for the last game crazy he, he absolutely bottled it um
0: i'm excited to try and push and win because you know i don't want to share like i want to win and
1: and we're gonna have jody back on soon and i think she has the same sentence she will say to me sharing like you can't share it you need to have a a definitive winner and if it stays 18 out of 25 for the both of you we're gonna have to kind of find a tiebreaker
0: I don't oh. know if it's gonna be the
1: last game of the season where or the last weekend of the season where we kind of have you both on and we have a head to head bank it or burn it or some, oh my something something is gonna to need to determine we can't have ties. we don't do ties in terms this of bank it getting... or burn it.
0: This is getting real competitive. I
1: love it's it. It's very intense. It's very <laughs> people are researching answers. People I've had people telling me that they are going and researching the stats of teams so they can make sure their banker burners are well on point. So you know, for for future people that are coming onto the show, this is the standard that's being set now for banker. You need to you need to bring your A game.
0: I mean, it's kind of funny cuz I just kind of wing it
1: no there's no time for winging it anymore i do you gotta step it up (laughs) okay Okay. we'll we'll see we'll see um yeah this is definitely time for bank it or burn it now for those of you that are joining us for the first time as i always say thank you so much for sticking with us through the super league talk we've gone through the first five fixtures this is a fun segment that we like to throw into the middle of the show I'm going to give Alex 15 seconds on the clock. She's going to try and answer five questions for each of the five rounds uh, before the 15 seconds comes up. Obviously, the games we've discussed so far, we've got Arsenal versus Everton, Liverpool versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Chelsea, Sheffield United versus Brighton and Wolves versus Burnley. Um, There's five questions for each round. If Alex thinks that a scenario is going to happen, she's going to shout bank it. If she thinks that a scenario is not going to happen, she's going to shout burn it. Uh, Obviously, you guys can keep tally during the weekend and all of that good stuff, but we'll be keeping an official score tally here. There is a dubious goals panel that has been set up for Banker or It It, I told you, this is a very professional uh, game. It's become very professional. We've got people... I remember... You know, when you got your 18 out of 25, people had to zoom in to see if there were fist pumps. There was back and forth arguments of whether or not, I think it was Jamal, uh, Jamal LaSalle's header. <laughs> he scored like a last minute header winner and he yeah. kind of clenched his fist and there was debate whether it counted as a fist pump. or it, Oh, it was it's intense. It, yeah. <laughs> it was really intense. So you can see it that this intense. game is getting very, very serious. So yeah. Alex, with her winged approach, I, I I don't I don't know if I endorse that, but let's let's see let's see how you get. <laughs> you on. don't
0: endorse much that I do today.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very right down the middle at the moment. It seems that's just yeah,
0: that's just big six behavior. I
1: know, I know. It's 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 ingrained in me. You're looking seems. down on me as as a lifelong Liverpool fan. <laughs> my father's a Liverpool fan my brothers are man united fans i, I don't know where my dad Ooh. went wrong with them um my sister's a liverpool fan my mom is a chelsea fan Ooh. um so yeah it, it it's a whole mixture of team but we're all in the big six so yeah, yeah so maybe not the right family to ask of opinions with regards to the super league i, I would imagine <laughs> but alex <laughs> we will move on to burn and i'm gonna put 15 seconds on the clock for you. Okay. make sure that the buzzer volume is nice and loud in case we don't get to the 25, you know, in all the five questions. I'm going to be firing these out. So it's definitely not going to be on me. Um, As I said, I'm scarred from that time when Jake only was able to get to 23 questions. Um, But, you know, as he would tell you, it's 74% versus the 72% that Alex and Jody have. Um, (laughs) Anyway, the first game... Arsenal versus Everton. And then let me run through the questions so that the listeners can kind of get, uh, in, you know, aligned with the questions, get familiar with them. You obviously predicted a 2-1 win to Everton in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the questions, we've got A, possession 55-45 to the home team. B, all over three offsides. C, under 20 clearances. D, goal from outside the box. And E, point to the heavens goal celebration. Now, the reason those first three questions might feel very familiar to listeners and obviously to you, having played the last batch of Banquet of burners that we went through is we want to keep those questions the same to give everyone an equal opportunity because I found that when the questions were being, and I I kind of had to put the hammer down here because... um, you know as the host of the show I, i'm the voice that people hear so if there's any backlash coming on the show it kind of tends to come towards me which i you know I, i'm just the host guys i'm not the producers i'm not part of the dubious goals panel i'm not part of any of the panels except for just hosting but anyway um i thought
0: again big six behavior 100
1: <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. pass the blame on to someone else um yeah <laughs> I, I thought it was good that we get those three questions consistent so everyone knows what those three questions are as I said some people want to research it some people want to wing it but at least you know those questions are staying until the end of the season so A, B, C are going to be staying and then D and E we mix those up those are kind of like bonus questions that you can then pull away from the rest of the pack um, depending on how good you are and how quick you are on your feet but Alex anyway we will go through the. We will go through Arsenal versus Everton. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Um, your 15 seconds starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Under 20 clearances. Bank it. Goal from outside the box. Burn it. Point to the heavens. Goal celebration. Burn it. Oh. At one point in time, I genuinely thought you were going to go with Bank It for all of them. Uh, Three three Banks It, two Burn It. Um, We'll move on to Liverpool versus Newcastle. Your time starts now. Position 55-45 to the home team. Bank It. Over three offsides. Bank It. Under 20 clearances. Burn It. Go from outside the box. Burn It point to the heavens goal celebration
0: burn it oh
1: trying to think is it this could be interesting because if salah scores (laughs) he usually he'll celebrate with the team and then kind of five seconds later he'll pray you know pay respects religiously wise um yes and he does point to the heavens at the end of that so yeah. did, did you did you add that into your thinking in, in this one or... yes oh you, so you're saying salah's not scoring how dare you <laughs> how dare you that that is very great
0: yeah i'm just not feeling it.
1: oh wow salah i know you've heard that challenge alex doesn't think you're gonna score this weekend i'm just saying Alex Alex says you're not able to score 5 goals this weekend that's what she said she's laid the challenge yeah
0: you gotta make sure
1: you don't (laughs) I just need him to score 5 goals because I want to make top 4 please it matters now it matters now I didn't think it didn't matter anyway uh, we move on to West Ham versus Chelsea your time starts now position 55-45 to the home team burn it over 3 off sides Burn it. Under 20 clearances. Burn it. Goal from outside the box. Burn it. Point to the heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Oh, burn, baby burn. Burn, baby burn. We've got five burns. It's always exciting. It's always exciting when someone does a clean sweep there. Um, (laughs) The game that follows this one is Sheffield United versus Brighton. Obviously, You've mentioned that in this game, you think it's going to be a 2-0 Brighton win. We'll see if that plays a factor in your predictions. Your time starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Burn it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Under 20 clearances. Bank it. Goal from outside the box. Burn it. Point to the heavens, goal celebration. Burn it. Interesting. All right. I don't know if I genuinely haven't figured out Brighton celebrations because, as I said, they haven't been scoring that many goals of late. But we'll move on to Wolves versus Burnley, the last fixture in terms of bank it or Burnet, as Guy Drinkle has made you know made famous. This could be the game that determines how well you do. It doesn't matter how 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 oh. hot you start. There's a lot of pressure on this one. Um, if yeah, you screw this my palms one, it, are getting sweaty. Yeah, it, this is very serious <laughs> stuff. As I mentioned, people are taking this very seriously. Um, no one wants a tie. Can you break the tie with this game? We will find Let's out. Let's go. Your time starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Bank it. Over three offsides. Burn it. Twenty Under 20 clearances. Bank it. Go from outside the box. Burn it. Point to the heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Awesome. Burn it to end it off. We will see whether or not it comes true. I'll just wait for the clock to run out because Alex is a pro now. She she were you even sweating the time? Do you even sweat the time? Or are you, you're pretty sure that you're gonna get it on point? I
0: feel like I'm quite quick, you know. Quick on yeah. quick, quick, quick.
1: I suppose it helps if if you know you've got the experience now you're like a season winner and a winner you've got that going for you as well but in terms of winning and you mentioned winning all i do is win 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 no matter what man united can't stop winning and they're playing against the leeds united side obviously as i said they they played 45 minutes against liverpool last week because the last 45 didn't count um they haven't lost a game in 5 so mm-hmm. surely this is a tough task for man united i mean i mean they've faced some really good teams recently but leeds are a team that just never give up no matter what the scoreline is it's no true. matter what a game is you know shaping up to be these guys just keep they, they don't know how to stop playing football so i'm i'm really excited yeah. for this one
0: yeah me too, cause, um man united haven't lost away you know, for over nine, for over a year, sorry, not nine years, a year. <laughs> Imagine if it was nine years. <laughs> they wish um, it was nine year. years. Um, and they won last five in the league. So, yeah, it's going to be a tight game because I think Leeds are definitely the fighters of this season for sure. I don't know, they've just got that fighting mentality. So, I do think it's going to be one all.
1: One all. Oh, I do. man. Look. If if it ends 1-all, that's probably going to be the most exciting 1-all game that we're going to see this weekend, in my opinion. And obviously, this game is going to be on Sky Sports. There's going to be a game on BT... There are going to be two games on BT Sport this weekend. There's going to be a game on BBC Sport as well this weekend and then the rest of the fixtures are on Sky Sports I'll let you guys figure out which game is going to be on which one obviously I've given away the Man United Leeds game so I've given you a bit of a head start there but if you don't want to worry about that and me personally I don't worry about that because my boys and girls at Liberty Shield have hooked me up with a VPN package and it's an absolute pleasure being able to tell you guys about liberty shield as i said i use it for all of my entertainment needs make sure that it's plugged into my tv it can plug into any of my laptops any of my phones any of my tablets that i needed to be connected to it makes sure that i am connected in terms of watching tv from all around the world I, as i said obviously being born in zimbabwe growing up in south africa living in london there's some shows that i enjoy that i just can't get in the uk that's not an issue for me because i can watch dstv i I, I can watch zimbabwe tv if i want to you know and that's all thanks to liberty shield and not only that not only am i highly recommending that you guys go check them out and you see all of the awesome packages that they have available for you i've also been able to talk to them i've also been able to hook you guys up with a coupon code i'm 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 very proud of being able to offer you guys 20 percent that you could save with the coupon code eplvpn um as i said for a while i, w- I was mentioning liberty shield i was mentioning that they hooked me up with a package to be able to experience it and and I wouldn't I wouldn't advertise anything to anyone that I myself haven't tried um to be able to say yeah this actually works this actually helps me out I was able to cancel my you know subscription to the TV package that I had at the time um it saved me a whole lot of money and I you know it could save you even more money with that 20% coupon code and and I'm glad that When I spoke to them, they were happy to say, you know what, let's throw in a 20% save as well. So I highly recommend you check out Liberty Shield for all of your VPN needs. You can also check out eplindex.com. They both are our presenting sponsors and um, we do appreciate them. If you guys do check them out. Tag them and say, you know, you heard about them from us. It 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 would really help the show out. It makes them know that we are getting the message across, and our fans are fans of theirs as well, which is pretty cool. Now, you mentioned that this game is going to be a one-one. I'm gonna go with a three-three. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm going oh. balls to the wall. I I need an exciting game in this one, and I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think the fact That'd that Leeds, cool. the fact that Leeds don't give up and the fact that Man United are just playing so well, Leeds have to score three goals to kind of stay in this game. So um, I I think that it's going to be the game of the weekend, and I'll definitely be tuning into that one. Alex, we've only got two games left. The game that follows this one, um, it's going to be on the Sunday as well. It's the late kickoff, 7 o'clock. It's Aston Villa versus West Brom. You mentioned Aston Villa um, earlier on. I mentioned West Mm -hmm. Brom earlier on as well. I'm a believer of West, West Brom um I'm enjoying the football that they're playing I'm enjoying the attacking patterns that they're using and me as a member of the strikers union having played striker most of my youth career um I I really love the build up play and 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 the finishing they've now been able to incorporate earlier on they had the build up play but they weren't finishing things off now they're starting to get the goals um, I'm gonna go straight out the bat with this one, knowing that Jack Grealish is still having issues in terms of coming back and being able to be fit. Um I'm banking on him unfortunately not being fit for this game. Mm. You know, if you're a villa fan, you're hoping he is, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a two 0 West Brom win. Uh, I I am a believer of West Brom and I have to back it at some point, right?
0: Yeah, I mean we're the toe opposites of this because I feel uh, what you feel about West Brom, I basically feel of Aston Villa. Like I just think, you know, they're a really good side. They're a really strong side. Like you said, Grealish might not be fit, but he might be. So we don't know. We don't really know. He could. Yeah. He could just come back. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be three-one Aston Villa.
1: Oh, this is de- listeners. This is a game to definitely watch and. Let us know, obviously, once West Brom have won 2 0, that, you know, commiserations to Alex and her Aston Villa boys. Um, <laughs> and just congratulate me for predicting this one correctly. I, I, I would appreciate No, but I, 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 look, Villa, I like, but I just, at the moment, I like West Brom more. In terms of yeah. Villa, they have. Big Sam more, never
0: gets relegated.
1: Right? like and yeah. he's 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 putting up a fight a bigger fight than yeah. many people thought they were going to you know looking in december january time where they were on the table but it it i i do feel kind of bad um you know not even giving aston villa a goal in this one because i'm a huge fan of oli watkins i think yeah. he's on you know if you're going to build a striker physically i don't think you can go far off of Ollie Watkins. He's got the height, he's got the strength, he's got the speed, he's got yeah. the finishing take. He's just prototype striker that I, I I would love to build a striker off of. You know, and obviously he's still growing in his career, still learning, you know, getting used to the Premier League and all of that. But it'll be interesting to see how he fares in this game. Alex, we end the weekend off with Leicester City versus Crystal Palace. Now, obviously, we're recording this on Thursday. Leicester City versus Crystal Palace has just, you know, kicked off in in terms of time of recording. And we we don't know what the the end result of that game is. So it's kind of difficult to... I, I I was struggling in terms of trying to determine what kind of Leicester we see for this game. They've lost two games on the bounce, but... They were a team that were looking pretty nailed on to to be in the top four. Now, all of a sudden, they've invited all these other teams, the chasing pack, to to come back at them. And then they're Mm. playing a Crystal Palace side who didn't get to play last week, had a whole lot of injuries, which I'm sure they're hoping that some of those guys the fact that they, they get that extra week to try and come back, maybe they, they get quite a few of those guys back and, and bolster the squad a bit. But, but were you able to, to, to determine what, what we can expect from this game? Or did you struggle? Well,
0: with as a Saints fan, I'm not exactly the most pleased with Leicester right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, my heart's saying one thing and mine's saying another because I would rather Crystal Palace win. But um I think Leicester's going to win here, 2-0.
1: Leicester 2-0 win. You know what? That doesn't help my (laughs) cause. We're we're totally opposites. We're
0: totally opposites.
1: I know, I know. You you mentioned that your heart wants Leicester to to lose. I think you should have just gone with your heart because I'm going with my heart in this one. I think the week's break for Crystal Palace will allow some of these players to get those niggles that they've had, Mm. you know, where they've been playing week in, week out to get that out of their system, get some of the players back that have been injured against the Leicester side that have have had a busy fixture schedule, have a lot of pressure on them at the moment. They have to win games now. It's not as comfortable as it was a couple of weeks ago.
0: I feel like that's maybe the reason why I haven't because... The Crystal Palace don't really have a lot to fight for. I mean, they might just come out and take it easy.
1: Don't you dare, Crystal Palace. Don't you dare Do you
0: not think that do you not think they're just thinking, oh, we're safe now?
1: No, 30, just... the, the the safe zone is forty, okay? We need to <laughs> Alex, we need to convince them that the safe zone is for I know thirty eight is probably safe, but we need to convince Crystal Palace that they're not safe. This week. I'm looking at their goal difference. They're on minus 19 goals. They can't be affording to getting any worse than that because Fulham yeah. are on minus 18. And if Fulham get close to them, they'll obviously have decreased that um, goal difference that they have just to get to them so i think you know what crystal palace players let's go out there you were the darlings of this podcast early on (laughs) this alex this podcast even started (laughs) a football manager save with crystal palace because crystal palace weren't doing on the pitch and the guys in the background were getting frustrated and they said well if they're not going to do it we're going to do it and and they were trying to get um into the champions league I think they even abandoned that football save. I haven't seen them post much on it. So I'm hoping that Crystal Palace haven't abandoned this season. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Crystal Palace. Win. As I say that, it just sounds impossible. But you know what? I'm going to speak it into existence. 1-0 to Crystal Palace. And, and that will do it for another episode of a tad predictable Alex do you have anything you want to plug put over or promote before we wrap up the show I know I know you've got a busy weekend football wise coming ahead well
0: we've got a huge weekend coming up we've got um I've got a charity five-a-side football tournament I've got ex-Portsmouth team coming I've got some ex-Saints team coming so obviously they're rivals so it's gonna be kind of fun day of banter but um if you guys want to support any of the charity stuff we're all on the socials that alt is running for the kids so yeah come check it out
1: and do you want to let us do you know where is that event being held um Um, it's at gold
0: southampton
1: at gold southampton yeah okay so all of those guys that can get 18
0: teams It's going to be a lot of people there it's gonna be good
1: it should be good fun and uh, it, you know if you can get down there if you can please do if you can't i'm, I'm sure people can still donate um
0: yeah to the they're cause. just giving links are sort of all on the social so yeah if you're feeling generous um yeah
1: go for it i highly recommend that you guys check out the website support it if you can physically get there if you can't obviously you can always support what your wallet it would be greatly appreciated and it's for a really good cause um from my end you can go and check out epl index website there's match previews match reviews player performances jake jackman is always writing awesome articles there as i mentioned last week he wrote a really good and interesting nabicator article and where the future of Navigator is so you can always at the very least know that jake's gonna have a good article there but other than that there are some really really awesome writers that are doing some cool stuff there we've got our daily show as well with dave hendrick uh, it's the two footer podcast that discuss the european super league at length so if if you want a more detailed answer than what we were able to give you on this podcast i highly recommend that you check those out Finally, you can also check out the flagship show that runs weekly. It's the EPL Roundtable with Kev DeVries. He sits down with uh, panelists from the EPL. They talk all the previews, reviews, and all the news around the league for the week that usually drops on Sundays. Obviously, they they had a big podcast last week. I'm sure they're going to have an even bigger podcast this week. And I know Kev also sat down with Steve Magookin, if I'm not mistaken, where they discussed the sacking of Jose Mourinho which um for me personally I I thought it was really harsh uh, a week before a cup final I I personally want Jose Mourinho managing my side in in a cup final so yeah it's it's an interesting debate and discussion on what the future holds for keep up with yeah it's just football 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 left right and center at the moment um yeah, you can check out this podcast as well at the Twitter handle at A Tad predictable. Follow the main EPL index, Twitter account at EPL index. Subscribe to the EPL index podcast channel. Um, if you're so inclined, give us five stars, write some comments. That good stuff really, really helps us out. And and we do appreciate those that have done so, so far. I've been Tediwa Chitakira. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Tadpredicts the lovely lady that does our guest intros she's tied with alex at the top of the leaderboard in terms of banker or it at for 141 and i remember last time i said she was i think i said top 100 in england 100,000 in england she's actually top 100,000 in the world for fantasy football at the moment so um if you can get fantasy tips out of her i highly recommend you go and and get those cuz she's doing really well there and she's I think she's still top of her just individual leagues as well. You can check out our producer who's behind the glass, Guy Drinkle. He's at Guy Drinkle on Twitter. As I said, she's been Alex Latissier at Alex Letitiae on Twitter. And remember, Chasinga Perry, Chinoshura.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.